Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of healthcare. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, today's episode of Uncensored Humanity is a special segment that we like to call American Honesty. And as always for these segments, I have my two co-hosts with me, Mr. Andrew Hoffman and Mr. Jake Bible. Today's episode is a little bit different than normal. Typically, we come into these with a topic ready to talk about, and today we didn't have that. It's kind of like the old school show where we just sit down and ramble on and see what happens. It was definitely a lot of fun. I always love hanging out with these guys. These are definitely becoming some of my favorite times because we just get to sit down, hang out, and have great conversations. Without any further ado, sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to a special episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast that we like to call American Honesty. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and as always for these segments, we have with us our co-host, Mr. Andrew Hoffman. Andrew, how you doing, sir? Pretty good, Matt. Thank you. Excellent. We also have Mr. Jake Bible. Jake, how we doing? What's up? Good. So today's topic is we don't really have a topic. (laughs) So we're going to do something a little different. And we're going to kind of do this more like the regular show, whereas normally on these segments, we like to talk about, I mean, how, how do we say it nicely? Hot button? Hot button? I mean, hot controversial t- topics maybe, yeah. or things that basically... Spicy opinions? 
things we're not supposed to talk about in public yeah. because it's offensive to some people. Naughty, and, naughty things. <laughs> all, all the naughty things. But normally, we don't really give a shit. We just kind of talk about them anyway, and it's fun. <clears throat> but today, we're going to do something a little different. We're just going to have some fun, and we're going to kind of see where things go. So, how you boys doing? Good. Good, good. I'm alive. Alive is always a good I'm breathing. Thing. I can't complain. Now, recently, you just took a vacation, correct? Yep. Why don't we just get to talk about that? Where'd, where'd you guys go? Uh, we flew into you London. You and the missus, right? Yes. Me, her, our other friends, who they're married, and then Teresa, who's a friend of theirs that was in, actually, their wedding. Um, we've all grown closer. I mean, we've known Ashley and David forever. Angela actually got... My wife actually got fired with this girl from Dunkin' Donuts when they were like 17, 18. And I just discovered all this. So they bonded over being fired? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I knew they were fired, but when we were on the tour bus and we were over in London, the guy actually was asking a little bit about everybody. And he wanted to know us, give a little backstory, like where we are or where we work, who we are. Kind of everybody else on the bus gets to know us. We had, I think, like 16 or 17 people on there. So we all got to know each other better because we're going to be in a bus for 12 hours together and traveling all over the country. So it was like a big like tour? Yeah. So they got through everybody, and then they got to Angela and I, and then David and Ashley were behind us, and Teresa was behind us on the left. So we were all kind of in a chunk right there, and we are all one group. And we started talking, and uh, we were discussing the whole, our friends are next, and they met from Dunkin' Donuts. That's how they know each other. And so he called us the Dunkin' Donuts crew. So when it got to the, the uh, David and Ashley part right behind us, David says, yeah, tell them about how you guys got fired together. <laughs> I knew they got fired together, but I didn't know how. So what the whole thing was is apparently they were taking pictures when they were on MySpace or whatever, Younger, or Facebook, whatever it was, taking pictures of people sitting there on the, the work benches and stuff like that where you're not supposed to sit at all because it's food and prep and all that. And then people standing on the tables out in the lobby where people sit and eat their food. And somehow it got back to management. They all got fired or Ashley got fired, and they called Angela and said, yeah, we're probably getting fired. They've got pictures of all of us that were taken, dancing around all over the place. Cell like, phones sitting on the yeah. Sitting on the prep tables? Yeah. So, At a I Dunkin' mean, Donuts. Yeah. Huh? So Ooh. that was back, I don't know, what, 11, 12, 13 years ago, whenever they whenever they were you fired know, together. Cell whatever. phones ruining yeah. everything. Yeah. People so. taking pictures of shit they're not supposed to but be. But it might have been. Posting it on MySpace. Taking pictures of themselves, you know, doing the whole selfie shot where you're sitting on the thing. Like, I don't know. Why was selfies a thing back then for MySpace? I don't know. No idea. Probably. I mean, well, you're looking at what 2000 and I guess when did the iPhone come out? 2005. I'm a bad person out <laughs> yeah, that. I one. don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I just got know. a Six. smartphone a couple of years ago. No, it's yeah. like no. I, I think know. it was like 2000 and it was mid 2000s. I don't know. There's yeah. probably somebody out there screaming at their radio right now, like it's 2004. You, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know when it was, but anyway, we got into the whole topic, all that stuff. But we traveled around London, Scotland, and then back to London. That's very cool. But we got we got into London, took a train because actually we got delayed twenty four hours. We were supposed to start on Monday, fly over there, which takes seven or seven hours or whatever it was. Our plane got delayed to Philly on Monday or Sunday, which set us back twenty four hours. And then everything else after that, the tours and the castles and stuff like that that we had planned, that all got pushed back because we were going to miss all of our connecting flights to take us back up to where we we're supposed to go. So we had to start Monday night, get in on Tuesday. It was a cluster. So we finally got there. We get to Scotland. We stayed in there for six days. That was cool. Um, the first night actually going out and touring, we did the tours with our friends and stuff, and then we kind of freelanced it and went off on our own. Angela and I actually got drunk, made friends, and got lost in Edinburgh. So <laughs> <clears throat> they said that was the way to do it. The guy had on the Airbnb in his little pamphlet, 
It said go down back alleys, find little restaurants and little things, explore. It said get lost. So we were like, okay, we did it. So I mean, I I, I think that's a good thing to do anywhere you go because I, I like going to different places yeah. and not looking for the chain restaurants. We're looking for the the crappy little hole in the wall that all the locals go to. Yep. like that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking well, that was for. What Out of the country, was. that seems like absolutely the way to go. Well, Edinburgh, it's really nice. They're very polite there, and one of the ladies or the guys that was talking to our tours was saying um, there, everybody tries to outplight each other, and sometimes it's a bad thing because nobody wants to speak up and actually say something. Yeah, that could certainly so, be a problem taken too far. Uh, yeah, but we, I mean, we were just like, we're, we're fun, open people, so we decided to just jump out, go to the bar, and then we met a rowing crew from you, you've never, You've never seen the Hostel movies. <laughs> we didn't stay you, in hostels you know, first no, off, but I've seen those. You're, you're yeah. getting lost in a Europe, little European towns, yeah. going off in the back alleys, meeting new people. And yeah, I know exactly what that is. That is a good way to get your dick cut off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll see that They were in Japan. I'm just going to no. be frank with you, my friend. No, that's... Uh, <laughs> We were together the entire time, regardless of how sober we were or not. But that's something that we would feel confident with. London was a different story. The first time we sat down on one of the trains, the undergrounds in London, there was a guy, there's a lady next to me and a guy next to her. And he's got a six pack in his hand, the box of whatever he had, cider or beer, whatever it was. And he's just, ah, oh, he heard Angela talking. So I, I hate Americans. I blah, blah, blah. He's just going off about how bad he hates America. And but to all himself? This. No, to the lady next to oh, me. Okay. She all was right. kind of like just kind of like nodding with him. I mean, so. he's got a point. He's got a great point. But he but he was losing his shit because Angela was being louder or something on the on the train than what he wanted, and everybody else could hear us. Well, then everyone can tell he's drunk when he gets up and starts walking towards the door to get out of the train. He stops and looks back at her, and I'm watching this guy like, "Don't you touch her!" And he just kind of holding his his beer in his hand. He looks down. And he's like, "You could be better," or something like that. And then he walks <laughs> off the train. She didn't even hear him. She was talking with her friend. But I'm thinking, wow, first day in London, they're being assholes already. Missed that and life lesson, huh? Yeah. I mean, but yes there's a drunk guy on a train. I mean, so. Yes and no. I mean, if if you live there, yeah, and you had a bunch of arrogant, you know, Americans, I mean, yeah. which we usually That's are. I live in America, and I hate. Let's Americans. be real honest. So but once he left pass. the train, though, everybody on the train was clapping and laughing when he left. So it's the fact that he was being a drunk, belligerent asshole on the train. Well, yeah, but it's, it's not hard to believe that, so. that you know if you live in a country like that where a lot of Americans want to go yeah. to, and, and they all call us the colonies and, and or yeah. over the pond and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I get it. There's a big rivalry there and that kind of stuff. And it's all it's all in good fun. I mean, yeah. obviously our countries are very. I completely right. understand that. It's anybody that's got outsiders coming in their countries. Yeah. Do they the have like way, stereotypes so. about us over there? <laughs> Some people do, but do we all have stereotypes here. Of course they do. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, like you know, when we look at like our stereotypes for like English people, you know, they're stuck up and like oh hello there so you know no, they got the accent not all of them are but, stuck up but I, I mean, mean like you know but when we think of english people like first of all we use english accents for all yeah. of our villain all of our movie villains you know um the, the tour guide actually said that he said america thinks about us as like born with a, a pompous broom up well, our it's, ass yeah, or it's something from, you know, like the, that the revolution said, you know but he said unfortunately i was born with a pompous broom on my ass or something like that whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever his comment was about that's what he was saying. Well, I was born like that. I would imagine so. they think that we're just like oafish, I would think. Like with guns, cup, you know, just dripping off our bodies. The guys in and, Switzerland that I actually knew from work when they were over here, yeah. they actually, when we'd take them out to Fin, Feather, and Fur, we'd go out to... Uh, Which uh, is a uh, sporting yeah, goods shop that thing. has firearms <clears throat> and that kind the of stuff. The first thing they noticed, it's, though, it's, the it's, one It's guy, like a local <clears throat> Cabela's yeah. or Bass Pro Shop what, kind of thing. Cabela's is the other one we took them to. That's Or Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's. And, yeah. Um, when they walk in, though, Fin, Feather, and Fur, and they see all the animals up on the wall, the one guy looks at us, and he's like, oh, 
you guys are crazy. I said, why are we crazy? So I, I he thinks the stuffed animals and all the guns all over the place what makes Americans crazy. Yeah, so, that's kind of what I would think. Yeah, you know? but that's the first thing you notice with all the dead animals and the guns. And he was just like, well, let's be honest. Most of us, when we see that kind of stuff, we think of rednecks and hillbillies yeah. and banjos yeah. and that kind of stuff. And and that, that that's fine. It's an interesting stereotype, but there's you know lots of reasons for hunting. Yeah, and I mean the, the idea of harvesting your own food is wonderful, and I and I get it. You know. Obviously, I live in a populated area in right. like a small college town, but like I, I well, all I, of all of our ancestors were, were rednecks. So I mean, well, there's they were all that. they were all either you know mountain men, countrymen, yeah, because they had to live off the land and do everything. It wasn't as easy you know, as we've got it. They were all now, you, know. you know they were all I can guarantee you they were all pro gun. Of course, you know? <laughs> you know, well, see that's actually something that Angela said. Maybe we closed, talk about guys. when we were here. <laughs> she said maybe suggest doing that before we started doing a podcast and all that. That when we were over in Europe. You know, Scotland, London, Switzerland, Austria with our friends. Um, there's just a simplicity to what they do that we don't do over here. You know, they do all wash their clothes and hang them out on a dry line if it, if it's can. They don't run dryers. When our Airbnbs that we stayed in, the one had only washer. They said they don't use dryers because they don't like to burn up all that electricity and stuff. They try to be more resourceful on things. And she said well, that's something that fascinated her because of the fact that Look at how much stuff we use or energy or things that we, we use and we waste. And we we don't – we've got a clothesline, but we don't use it like that, you know. So, like, that's how my grandma's always done it because she's 89 years old and that's how she's been raised her entire life. And that's that's not what I grew up with, though. I grew up with a washer and dryer all the time. And that's just something that a lot of people in Europe, they all do that. Yeah. They all farm still. They all have – the guy I stayed with when I was in Switzerland in 2014 for work. He actually had a giant thing looked like a chicken coop, but he was he was raising like twenty rabbits because they cook them and eat them. He had a garden where he grew everything fresh, and it's because they use everything from themselves, their rabbits in their garden. If they go out and buy chicken every so once in a while, so they're just the general population is more connected to the like the natural resources. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like through all the countryside of London and Scotland we were in, and in Switzerland with all the people and the friends that we have now, yeah. and they've toured us around or showed us stuff. You just notice. It's not like here, where everyone here just, which I'm sure there we've are all heard that would we there, it. It's people here that would starve to death. Exactly. If, if there was not a grocery stores, store, yeah. if they had no idea how to go one of fucking too. fishing by themselves ever. I mean, there's just yeah. certain things that, it's just how we were raised, or it's our culture. It's just so different that she brought that up, that between the four countries that we were in just for a couple of weeks, she was just like, wow, it's just such a, I didn't really notice it when we were there before, because she only came over for two weeks when I was staying there for work, but you get to see that stuff. And that's the thing that I like with the culture things and traveling that you just get to see how different <clears throat> it is for us and them. And it's, we're all still human. We're all, we still live and breathe and drink water and eat food yeah. and whatever, but it's just, there's a, I've never, I've never, um, there's a difference. I've, I've always wanted to travel. I've never had a desire to go to Europe. I've always said, really? Why not? Well, that's like the one place okay, I want to go. I wouldn't say, okay. I wouldn't say I wouldn't, I don't have any desire to go. I don't, not have any desire to go to Europe, if I said that right. Which country in Europe? Just any of them? Well, I let me let me finish my thought okay, here, and sorry, maybe it'll sorry. make maybe it'll make more sense because that was kind of a weird way to lead off. But like, <laughs> I've always wanted to go. I've always been way more interested in like Eastern culture. So I've been all about wanting to get to like you know Japan right. or something like. That. I've always, I would much rather you know go and like I find that that culture much more. I don't know. It's 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 so foreign and alien. And compared to like Western culture, I feel like going to Europe would just be like kind of going to like, you know, America kind of, but through a different lens, maybe a more um, original type of, you know, your, you know, lens as far as, you know, you're kind of seeing where we came, 
you know, where the are, the are the Europeans came from. You kind of kind of see where. Um, well, let's, let's be real honest here too, as well. I mean, but, but the cultures are similar, you know. The, the, most the, the people who came to the states were crazy radical religious people, you know. Whereas the people who stayed like over in Europe, obviously, were the same people. I mean, <laughs> obviously, we're, yeah. we're all the same people. Let's be real honest here, you know. But like between, especially like England, you yeah, know, and and America, it's like we're we're all literally like exactly the same. Yeah, but I mean, like I've I've been so I've I've been. Um, I would love to go to Japan, but if I'm going to go, I like want to go for a month, you know, right. like, um, really immerse yourself. Yeah. And just, uh, um, just really kind of get a chance to go and see, you know, Mount Fuji and, um, well, that's the you know, thing. You, that's... And it's so crazy because, you know, they incorporate like their, you know, you'll have a Shaolin temple, yeah, right. You know, it, but it'll be incorporated into, you know, the, the more modern surroundings, but you know, they leave it exactly as it is. And it's just like the way that they. I'm sure kind of Europe has the same thing where it's like the super old, almost well, mesh built right everywhere, yeah, built yeah. right in with the new built right around it. Yeah, they have know? Old Town and New Town exactly. just in Edinburgh where we actually yeah. explored and we got lost in Old Town area, and then which is why I think we got lost so much because it was not as new and upright and fancy, and we were just walking down streets <clears> and we ended up finding a taxi at four in the morning that would take us home because we just couldn't make it. We thought it was going to be okay to just do it ourselves, and being drunk, being not so great with directions, she's the better directions one, you know, like, there's just certain things, you know, it just, we got lost, and, but the the cultures, I feel like, there is a big difference, but there's also the similarity, but being in Switzerland myself for three months, you see, there are so many things that are different, yeah. and, and again, we're human, we all have the similarities, and the, the constants, and the things, but there are so many things that, when I was in Switzerland, the place that I stayed, was a basement apartment. Like they had a bunker down there. And some of the guys were explaining to me that a lot of homes in Switzerland have that. So it's just a uh, a normal thing. So I something we're not used to. I mean it's Yeah. So I don't know. Have you been traveled much or I've never been out of the country. Okay. okay. I mean it's so. like I had my daughter young. Yeah. So at at that point it was time to hustle and work and you know provide you know right. a, a life i mean it is what it is so i've never had the chance to, okay. to to leave the country and travel and do that kind of stuff because typically at this especially at this point you know like what little vacation i do get from work mm-hmm. is like is, is all spent with her when she when she comes back which makes sense town. yeah so it's yeah. like one of those things like yeah I'd, I'd love to do some traveling i like to do more of that kind of stuff and and i and i'll be able to you know, right. later it's not that big of a deal because right. she's she'll be out of you know high school here in what another year or two so it's like at that point yeah she'll be off to college doing her thing she'll and she's do gonna her start own, her own yeah, life yeah. and she's gonna do all that kind of stuff so I'm, i hate to say it like i'm really gonna see her you know for that i'm gonna right. really see her now it is what it is but well, she's growing up she's human and she well, yeah to do but her also own stuff. At, yeah. at that point i'll still be pretty young and i can travel right. and do those kind of things right. so i was it's one of those things like instead of having it you know maybe so much earlier mm-hmm. is you kind of get to you know push and do those things a little bit you know just later in life it's right. no big deal so that's why i always tell people especially when they're when they're younger and they're getting ready to get married and have kids and do that kind of stuff i always say you know like take a couple of years like don't just like rush right into having kids and right. doing that kind of stuff like like take some time and travel and get to know each other and right. have some fun and do it because like once you have a kid like it totally changes everything everybody's told us that our entire lives and i've i've kind of listened to that I do want to have a child or kids, whichever. I mean, I've always, I just feel that growing up in a divorced home, which we've talked about numerous times, I'm sure, but growing up in a divorced home, I feel like there's things that I can do that I learned from by watching, or I will do differently because of who I am that I would love to do. But at the same time, if we do have kids, her and I aren't going to get to do all this stuff. 
and there's a reason that we love doing this one because we're so open-minded and love new things and everything but we can do it yeah you know like you said everybody we talk to is oh i you know they make the jokes or oh i wish i could do that but i got kids wait till you guys have kids You're not a gonna... lot but a lot of that's an excuse though because right. you, you can make those kind of things happen right it's just a lot more work right and then if if it all works out with your kids you can travel them young like that also they get to learn that stuff so then again like i said before it's not we're not living in that box you know it's, yeah the kids get the experience of that and i i feel jealousy towards the people that have done that in their entire life or kids that i well, went to school with their friends that that's awesome i wish i got to travel like that when i was younger but it's just not something we did so yeah i'm, I'm kind of i guess i'd kind of be on the opposite side of that stick is because i um my wife and i we got married um very, uh, pretty shortly after we started okay. dating, you know, um, yeah, she got pregnant. I think it was like three months after we had started dating. So, yeah. yep. Um, but uh, and then got married. I think when he, um, his Dylan, my oldest now, uh, when he was uh, a couple months old. So yeah, we had so we'd only been together for like you know well basically a few months before she gotten pregnant and about Quickened everything yeah about yeah. a year you know since before we actually had our first kid yep. so we had none of that um, time to you know kind well of some of it's travel. by luck Get, some of it's yeah. also by design we're we're choosing to try to do everything we can not to have children just because we know what kind of a time restraint it would put on us and then if that were the case like next year we just found out when we were over there next year. Our friends that came over for our wedding, they had the baby with them. Um, I know you met some yeah. of them. Uh, they're getting married finally. So we're going to go back in July to see them because of the fact that we want – they came for us. We want to go for them. You know, that's something that we can do. And if we have children, that might, like you said, make it harder to put the restraint on Well, it, it certainly like does that, so. make it more challenging. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you, you can't go. You just have to right. schedule a little bit better. Obviously, save up a little bit more money. It's going to cost you some more money. Yeah. That is what it is. That's that's just part of life, though. So, I mean, but we're going to have to plan around that. But Work unfortunately, a lot over time, do you, you yeah. Know, but unfortunately, just... I think a lot of people use that as an excuse yeah. to not make that commitment to have kids. Right. And, and I think that for most people, they they want to raise kids. I mean, it's, it's right. deeply within us. I mean, we we can't help it. We want to see ourselves in someone else and we want to help this, right. the species stay alive and grow and do that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's deep stuff that who knows where that stuff really comes from. I mean, right. could be evolution, could be religion. You I've can, heard one of those smart yeah, you guys can go talk down about so many that, different yeah. directions I don't know, man. There's, a, there's a new movement now where people are like openly coming out against having kids. Um, yes. But how much of that is, I mean, yeah, it's still because it's like this, the hippy dippy, like, oh, we're going to save the world and we all need to die. We're killing Mother Earth and this kind of stuff. And it's not responsible or whatever. Or how much of it is just that they're selfish and they don't want to like burden themselves with another human being. Because essentially it's like four or five years at least of the constant need from somebody else. And it's a lot of responsibility that some people don't want. Yeah. And I've got, I have friends that, um, you know, have gotten married and have had kids and friends that have gotten married and have chosen not to. And I personally, I would never, I would never tell somebody that doesn't have kids like, Oh, you're, you know, you're missing out because you know, you're just, I I would never tell that to them because that, that my, 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 my truth is not their truth as ridiculous as of course. that sounds. Right. But I guess it's kind of pertinent in that in this particular case. But I would say this, like I think in my like when I when I I think to myself, like, what could you 
possibly be doing as an adult with your time that's more valuable than like I get a joy from my kids that I don't you know that it's like if you don't have kids you it's like I feel like man I feel bad that you you're don't you, you're not experiencing that type yeah. of joy but you know like I said to that person you know that person could experience that that you know their amount of joy from you know traveling and, and meeting new people and stuff like that so absolutely and, th- and that's a yeah. wonderful thing that you bring up because we're all looking for joy in our lives in mm-hmm. one way or another. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. We were actually talking about that this morning, just before we started recording the podcast. It's like a lot of us are looking to either distract ourselves from our regular lives, so we get into other certain things, hobbies or you know, sports or whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're doing different things. And, and I think that one thing that's very constant is that when you have kids, it changes your outlook. Oh, big time! And, I mean, it yeah. almost it almost has to because now you're responsible for another human being, and it's like I remember hearing the quote. I say it all the time, and it's like the the real problem is I think especially is that parents get stuck in the fact of like they're raising kids and they're they're stuck on their kids and that's all about the kids and and unfortunately it seems like a lot of people start to put their kids first instead of their relationship and I think that's bad because. Um, Obviously, what kids need is you know a good, loving home where mom and dad love each other and they're they're there together, and that doesn't happen nowadays. It's it's sad to see, really. And you've said but, that before, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Just, it is what it is. It's the truth. I mean, it's it's sad, but well, something I find myself guilty of a lot um, personally, and I wonder if it's just a, if it's you know I got I have to assume that other parents go through it, but you know I can only speak for myself. But it's also you know when you find. When you when you can only start to find your validation through your kids, yeah, right? that becomes a real issue. So like yeah, so there's lots of times where I you know where I've struggled with my own failures or shortcomings and stuff like that. But it's like, but then I'll rest my validations on like, well, you know, well I've got great kids and you know this and that, and it's like, but I, I, of course I'm you know proud of my kids and you know they're the um, you know they're the center of my life, but you know I have to I have to have worth independent of them absolutely and, and i think that the same with the same i kind of to piggyback what off matt was saying is i think that my relationship um my marriage needs to have that that needs to have um you know that worth on its own without the validation of of these great kids that we've raised you know what i'm saying yeah, we'll we'll say also, i'm sorry oh, we, we also have to kind of remember here is that the kids are going to grow up and if you've raised exactly. them properly, yeah. Yeah. they're going to leave and go off to their own then, successful yeah. lives. I mean, so essentially, then the quote that I, I say it all the time, I heard it on Barbell Shrug from Doug Larson years ago. It's like, we're not, he was telling his wife, it's like, we're not raising kids. We are raising adults through their childhood. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that because it's like, I, I think that so many people, like, like Andrew, like you said, just put all their worth into their kids and want to just, oh, I'm, it's all about all about my kids and they're this and they're that and I'm putting everything else on hold to do that. And like, no, it's they need to see you striving for you to be your best person and do those kind of things. And yeah, some stuff needs to get put on the back burner for a while and I understand right. that. That's fine. It's it's that you know season in your life, so to speak. Yeah. But I think the most important thing you can do for your kids is to you know have some goals of your own and not just live through them. But you know, you also need to still be there for them and love them and do those kind of things. Yeah, you can't course, just yeah, push right. them off on sitters and do that kind of stuff. You can run off and do your own things. That's that's not good for the kids either. It has to be a balance. In Absolutely. the in the in the say light of discussion or or talking about stuff, it's just some people. There's a percentage of people that one don't want to have kids because they think this world's so fucked up that they just feel that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Some people have kids and then have just like anybody else in life, they want to succeed. They want their kids to be the best 
kids possible, the best adults, like you just said, when they grow up, because then that person feels, well, I accomplished that. I raised some damn good human beings right there. Some people have that feeling of, I don't fucking care. We just accidentally had five, six, seven kids, and I'm just going to do my own selfish thing still. I mean, hopefully there's not an accidentally about that. I mean, how many (laughs) people have kid after kid after kid after kid, though? And then they just don't give a shit about people out there. And I've seen them, I see them firsthand all the time. There are people in their mind, they have kids and they don't want kids. And you can, it's, Perfect. Right. They make it perfectly obvious. I mean, you right. can just tell, like, I'm not, you know, there's still, like, that instinctive nurture, you know, that protective nature that you have. But you can tell, like, they look at their kid and it's, they don't care what happens. It, they don't give they, a shit. They don't, you know, there's no, um, there's no patience. There's no, um, there's no desire to slow down and, and explain. Right. It's just, you know. Well, I, again, with us being so different and everybody having a different mindset, people being good people, people being shitty people. Think about how many guys go out there and just impregnate whoever and then, oops, it's not mine or whatever. And then tell the girl to have an abortion or just leave and then don't help them raise that child that they're responsible for also. But I think that that's wrong. And yeah. It, and especially in today's day and age of birth control and contraception like and those kind of things, it's like. It's pretty easy to avoid if you want to, and unless you're it kind is. of an idiot, it is. You shouldn't be having kids that you don't want to have. I Which, mean, I understand accidents happen. If if somebody's sick, maybe the pill doesn't work, or those kind of things. I get it. Like those kind of things happen. Yeah, but that's people that are consciously actually trying to not have kids. That might that's an accident. The people that just don't fucking care, they just they're just gonna have sex with whoever they want, and if there's a kid reproduced from it, they Look, don't give it, a shit. Here's the thing, and, and, and this is kind of like this is totally like this is almost fascist, but like. Look, you you would never say that you need to have a license to have kids or anything like that. No. But like, it's just kind of ridiculous to see some of the circumstances like that. These that, that some kids are are born into like, and I see you know some some people having kids, and they're not even close to being out of their parents' house yet. Right. And you know then you know it's just kind of like, look, yeah, there's never normally there's never a perfect time to have kids. You're you're eventually just going to have to jump in and do it. Right. But it's you know well it, obviously that depends yeah. on the relationship yeah. and what kind of life you're going to provide those kids. If you're just going to, you know, have a, have a kid and think that it's going to fix your relationship and then run off three years later because yeah. you're bored of your relationship like, and leave the kid. It's like, that's not okay. You, ha- you can't, you have to like, you have to like almost by a process of elimination, try to figure out why it's happening. Okay. You can say, okay, is it an educational thing? Like do these girls and guys, do they literally not know how it works? Like, you know, you got to say, okay, I, I, there may be a few, but like, okay, I'm going to say shelf that. That doesn't seem realistic that people honestly just don't know how they're going to get pregnant. Yeah, with the internet, there's no way. (laughs) So you're either thinking, okay, so it's either an issue then of just not caring or... um, Responsibility consequences. How much do we not use that as human beings? I guess not caring. I can't really come up with anything other than not caring. caring, I mean, and it's just... I just think, man, I could... I don't know. I could go off on a huge tangent in this, but there's just... Let's do it. Yeah, it's over here. No, it's it's just... Again, some some people like us people because want to travel and do all these things because we enjoy the excitement of exploring new things, being open about stuff, learning new things, you know, making new friends. But there can also be a sense of if maybe a few years down the road we do want to have kids, but then that gets you into another discussion right there where there's people that feel you shouldn't have kids past a certain age because it's not good for you, it's not good for your children, it causes problems. Wow. But then some I people feel that way and some people don't. So it's like any topic we discuss. There's always I think when it comes to having kids, sides of it. probably the last thing that you're going to want to consider when you want to have kids is 
literally the opinion of anybody else. Right. Well, so yes and no. I mean, obviously uh, there well, are some health risks when it comes to that. When people get okay. too old, and I understand I, that. I guess, but like, we're. I mean. You know, I guess if Jake is like 55 right now, I might be like, "Hey, bro, I mean, are you sure about this?" You know, <laughs> well, and but, obviously, it's it's a lot different for men than yeah. it is for yeah, women because, like, the older they get, the harder it is for them to get pregnant. Yeah. That is what it is. That's just I just I'm just kind of I'm, I guess I'm just telling Jake, you know, just kind of like, and I'm sure that you know this. Ultimately, you and Andrew are going to be the yeah, you're going to be the only people to decide. We're when not you're the ones have kids. listening to everyone else's yeah. opinion. We and just and we know the you, opinions can, are out can there. Can I give you a all. little spoiler alert too? Yeah. <laughs> You'll never have enough money in the bank. That's true. Okay. You'll never have a secure enough job. You'll never be able to check all the boxes of saying, okay, now it's time to have a kid. You're just going to have to right. just do just do it. Look, I mean, I did it when I my wife was still graduate. You know. Was pregnant, I think, when she, after she graduated high school, right. and you know, and then gets with me, who I'm living in an apartment with some other dude, and you know, I'm a 21 year old absolute dumbass. But you know what? Even then, if you've got, you can make it work. I mean, if I can make it work, like literally, you have because no fucking, you have no excuse. Isn't that like, life? Can make isn't it, it just supposed to be unexpected like that? That's the whole. See, that's I've accepted that with life that I'm not going to control shit. I just accept it and go with it as it is happening. But there's some things I can control. But like that. I thought I was going to be the 21-year-old, 20-year-old or younger. All my friends and family were. My parents had us when yeah. they were only a certain age. I don't, they weren't even 30s. You know, They were mm-hmm. like mid-20s. I thought that's how my life was going to go. So after a certain point, I was like, damn, I don't have any kids yet. Like my brother had a kid with a girl that he was married to for a while. And then I have a nephew now, but it's that's where I thought I would be. You know, I thought I would be that having the child when I was younger and then dealing with it from there and just kind of winging it from there because you don't know. You've never yeah. done it before. Like you said, no one's going to have enough money or the right You're job. You're never and, ready. It is what it yeah. is. And that's where I assumed I was going to be. I'm not. So kind of in a way, thank God, because if I didn't have one, I might not have had all these experiences and opportunities that I have with my job, with the other countries, all these friends that we've got now and like these places we've been. But at the same time, like there's other good shit going on. You just got to think positively about it. So, I mean, it's just kind of how everybody looks at it with their life, I feel like, that I love the traveling part. Like we just started talking off about here where it's, you can't get more of that back to that though. If we're okay with that, instead of the kids topic, back to the traveling and the Europe thing. Yeah. Keep, um, keep well, going, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, like, like you were saying before, I don't know if you heard me, but it's Switzerland. Like it's so similar because of that, but it's so different because everyone or a lot of people over there have bunkers in their basement and shit because they were just prepared for war and stuff where they have, giant ass door down there where they can go into like the safe room and close it if there were a war were we talking about war no 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 i'm just saying how, how stuff was similar just different in culture. europe oh, oh but it's I, also oh, different the, the culture of the where, old and the new yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. don't have all that shit here everybody's got a fucking bunker in their basement yeah, yeah like, but we also have to remember is that over there if you drive four hours in any direction you're typically in, in another country in other countries yeah. or multiple yeah. different countries so right. there's, there's lots of war throughout history in those kind of problems but I was, I whereas was... here we're kind of insulated because it's we're, we're not very likely to get attacked by Mexico yeah. because our militaries would just destroy them yeah. except for we can't figure out the whole drug cartel thing um, <laughs> yeah and then, and, then, little... and then the Canadians yeah. you know like they love us you know I mean we're assholes and they're more polite than we are I don't know if the Canadians you know? like us at, I don't know <laughs> I, I it, would disagree because most it's, Canadians I talk to, depending on who you're talking they, to, they yeah. love Americans. Yeah. I mean, they, they think we're stuck-up assholes, but that's probably, a lot of them call very us, true. A lot of them call us their brothers to our north. Yeah, that's so all it is. we're, we're it's, not we're not going to get attacked yeah. by them. So we're we're kind of insulated from all that. But if if you live in Switzerland and you got Germany and you know crazy radical political people like running through there and bad things happen, look at you know World War Two. I mean, 
like shit happens and they have to have bunkers cuz they get bombed i mean it's just that's just how it works that's that's but see that's again that's how it works so i got to experience that though and that's why i like that and that's with the similarities like you were saying when we were walking around in scotland people speak english there it's got an accent to it they're nice they have bars there like we do here that's all yeah. similar i mean the, the traveling the touristy things but then there's there's that sense of culture like i said where they do things like angela was saying where it's they don't have dryers and they use the clotheslines more and they try to conserve energy on all this stuff. And yeah. They don't use all the electricity and things that we do that's just so unnormal to us. We well, just so think try to grasp and, it. Think how old and rich their culture is. I wonder too. how much of that also is like a an infrastructure thing. I mean, is it There are laws also for certain things too, okay. like that. We're things that we don't have. But also in Switzerland. Well, it's, it's, all, it's also a much smaller country. Yeah. And like there's a lot yeah. less people, there's a lot less resources. I mean, look at the size of the US compared to a lot of those those right, countries. Right. I mean and we've talked about this with all our friends, too. But, I mean, the thing we like about Switzerland is when we were up in the mountains, they have all this water runoff from the mountain, obviously, where they just use hydroelectric constantly. They run the water. Yeah. They have all that water replenishing itself and re-coming down the mountain every year and all that. They can just do the hydroelectricity that I wish we could do. But unless you live in certain places, that's you all can't we, that's do all, all that. That's Vegas. I mean, yeah. you know, just from the Hoover Dam. But that shit was dried up when we were out there seeing my dad a few years ago. So, I mean, they were showing – you could see the water line, how far it oh, dropped yeah. down. They were okay. running out of water for yeah. things. Yeah. And, and they've, they've had a dry couple of years out there. Yeah. Look at all the fires that have mm-hmm. happened out in California. And out That's in, why I like the traveling aspect. We're so fucking different in this world and the states alone. Yeah, it's It's, it's, it's like, fascinating. I've never been out of the country. You know, but it's, it's still crazy to think you can go like lots of different places in the states and there's different accents, there's mm-hmm. different cultures, there's different – you know, I mean, I just say religion so much. I mean, just backgrounds of people. Yeah. It's, it's so different. And, and I mean, it's crazy. And then, like like Andrew was saying, like going somewhere like Japan, where it's like the Eastern culture. And it's going to be so alien to anything that, that I'm used to. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, especially recently, about the Japanese culture. Most of it's from like World War II era. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just like their undying will. To, to go into battle and do these well, kind of yeah. things. Well, they're, just... they're workaholics. You know, they have no concept of personal space. Um, you know, they're, in, they're most of their interactions are, in, in, are all revolve around, you know, showing p- other people respect and stuff. I, I mean, it's just very, uh, I don't know. It just seems, it just very, it seems like a very courteous, a very courteous culture. Um, the, uh, but I, I think they're almost a little bit too polite. <laughs> well, <laughs> excuse me for, for their own good, because <laughs> Jesus, there's <laughs> <laughs> bug going around. I don't know. I, just, I got the coughs all of a sudden. But I mean, I've heard people talking like who have traveled there. Yeah. And they would say that the gentleman would leave and go to work and the missus would stay home. They probably wouldn't work so much. And he would come home and he would be like served upon. I mean, not, not even like it's a partnership. Because of how hard or, he would work. And no, no, I don't know. I don't oh, even know about that. Who knows? I mean, just that's okay, the culture. Yeah. It's like he's going to be served upon. There's certain things that men don't do that the women do and these kind of things. And whereas around here, I think we try to we try to see each other as equals and have a partnership and do those kind of things. And whereas there, like he'll he'll leave and right. go on a vacation by himself. To, to de-stress from his family and work and those kind of things. And to me, that seems odd. If, like, if I'm going to go Include them, on, yeah. on a vacation, like, I want to go with, you know, my loved ones, my, my friends, my family, like, whatever. I mean, that's what I want to do. But it seems there, it's just, you know, you just you leave and go by yourself. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess looking at it, um, you know, it, it seems uh, like, you know, and I, and I don't want to get into, like, I'm not going to get into, like, what, I don't know, like, I guess you could call, like, Asian stereotypes or whatever, but, you know, I mean, there is an amount of, of strictness in the culture. I mean, you just, it's just there. It's, they're more, they're not, um, you know, it's just, it's it's not a, 
Um, I would say it's not a very progressive place. Um, I think they try to hold very closely yeah. onto their but ancestors. But they have, but like the underbelly, though. Like I guess you know, obviously America has, you know, has a, it's uh, underbelly, and you know, Japan's the same way, and it's in a lot of respects probably creepier, and you know, some Americans would consider it creepier and weirder. You know, they're into some weird stuff and some, you know, weird things that go, you know, weird things. And it's just part but of... But that's normal in yeah, any kind part of, of their, like, yeah. oppressed society where if, if you can't exactly, express yourself... Yeah. So it's there, but it's like... And I think it's... I don't... It, it, you know, I think it comes off as that much more uh, on the fringe uh, just because, like you said, how, on the other side, how oppressed... I, I don't know if oppressed is a good word because I think it's... Nobody's oppressing them. It's just their culture, you know? But it's like how buttoned up they are on that other side. That it's like, you know, some of these, uh, you know, these businessmen. They're in order to get through their, uh, you know, their day. You know, you see like what the suicide rates are over there. As far as how they work themselves, you know, there's just. Um, are they a lot higher than here? I have no idea. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, um, man, I, uh, I'm not obviously not gonna spout off any stats without knowing it, but from 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 what I've heard numerous sources yeah there's there's a very large especially you know with 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 the amount of hours they're working and uh and the thing is too but it's not um and my mom uh used to spend some time in japan for her she worked for goodyear and would go over there and um meet with people uh buyers and stuff over there and uh even as hard as these guys work, they, it was a honor, you know, it was an honor for them. It was a privilege to be able to almost, you know, to work yourself to death or close to death. And it was almost sometimes honorable to, uh, take your own life in, uh, uh, I guess you could say as a result of the amount that you're working. It was, it was looked at almost as a source of an odd source of pride, you know? Um, so, I would have, you would think, yeah, when you've got that side that you've also got, you know, you've got that other side too, but, and that, but that side to me is just equally as intriguing. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, if you look at a lot of, you know, a lot of it seems, like I said, even weird to the stuff that creepy people in America are into, you know, but, um, you know, like I guess you can do stuff like, you can buy like women's used women's underwear out of vending machines, you know, I'm, I'm serious. Like, and that's a huge thing over there. And it's and like, and you know, we look at that and it's like, to us, that seems like way past bizarre but you know they're at the same time you know they're it's just a different place over there that's why i just kind of use the word alien it's a different place and that's what's so intriguing to me about it it's because i think i could literally go over there and just get lost like you were saying and feel like i was on a different planet and i think it would be i would love to just be around a bunch of people that I can't understand and can't understand me. I just feel like there's you would love that i think that would be very frustrating it, 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 and it, i think it could be if if you know, obviously, if I'm there on business, it could be very frustrating to not be able to communicate. But if I'm there to kind of get lost in the culture, you know, obviously, it would be nice to have a, a guide or a friend or somebody that could speak Japanese or somebody that had been there before that knows the ins and outs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just to it, it'd almost be like just you, you'd almost be able you, you'd be able to just kind of be in it and be separated from it at the same time. So I think that would be incredibly frustrating because I remember hearing talks it, and podcasts it, no, of people. It's, it's, it depends on what you're would, there for. Who would like come over into to our country yeah. who literally couldn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So who knows what they were brought here for? And, and they would literally be so isolated because they can't communicate anything. I mean, they literally 
can't find a bathroom, can't find food, can't do like the normal necessities we all have to do like, like to survive. And I mean, it's like, I mean, granted, obviously, if you completely immerse yourself like that, what they say, like in two to three months, like, yeah. you, you'll pretty much figure out a normal way to communicate. It may not be sophisticated, you're not going to have great long conversations, but you can kind of work things around because you kind of figure out really quickly because you have to. Yeah. But I, I, just, I just I think that would be so frustrating to, to go somewhere and not be able to communicate and want to learn and see the culture and do those kind of things and and not not be able to just because of the the language barrier. I mean, I would wager that you know, obviously, um, they're they're I would probably guess that they're way more acclimated into English over there as far as their signages and people in the industries that know how that can speak English than we would be. You know, you're not gonna. We don't have signs up that with, you know, Japanese, you know, unless you're going somewhere like New York City or some big city or something like that. You might yeah. see something like that. But, um, of course, yeah, it it could it, it could definitely be frustrating unless I guess maybe I'm just weird. But like to me, like I know I can always Google translate anything I need to tell anybody. I know I can always find a bathroom if I need to or, or go find food if I need to. But, yeah, learning about trying to just learning about the money if I exchanging my money with nobody to really be able to explain to me what I was getting back in return. Of course that would be frustrating. It's, I guess it's one of those way, reasons why it's kind of depressing because this, this trip of mine has always seemed kind of like a pipe dream because there's, there are so many hurdles to overcome that being one of them, you know, it's like, how do you get, you got to get a foot in the door down there somehow, you know, like, yeah, I know I can get a plane ticket down there. Yeah. I'm sure I can. I think I could probably get a reserve a room for a month down there. You know, I could probably do that, but, Outside of that, it's like, like you you know, I I am gonna, there are hurdles as far as you know something uh, something else yeah, for you to consider getting around and you know learning the the, the transit system and stuff like that where it's yeah you know it, 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 I'd be in for I feel like you'd need to do probably a month or so of research of the way things go down things go down there to be able to at least know how to get the information you need once you're down there. Well, something else to consider, I would say. Um from all the countries that we've been into or listening to the guys from Switzerland. The reason I talk about Switzerland so much is because the company I work for, all the friends we have, some of them go to China and Japan and all these other places where our companies are. And then they come back when they're in Medina and they explain to us how their trip was over there. But almost everybody speaks English somewhere. There are so many people that are taught even a little bit of English yeah. in school that they know the basic things that, you know, we like we were in Switzerland getting some stuff, and the girl said something Swiss German completely, and Angela said English, and she said, "You want a bag?" Yeah, like that. So I mean, not saying that Japan and China are like that, but uh, I would think like, they were. I would think they would be probably more so than we would think. But Definitely there's there's just so here. many countries that we don't think about that where everybody speaks even a little bit of English that just makes it easier for us. Which again, in back in my mind, it makes us think how great we have it here, like. Everything is so good. And in my mind, when I listen to these Swiss guys talk about how we're fat and lazy and stupid and blah, blah, and they make jokes and sometimes some things happen like that. And driving around and seeing a lot of people, it's hard to argue with that. Exactly. Exactly. But at the same time, if you look at where we have to drive to, we can't walk through four different towns or five different towns in the same amount of time that we can drive across, you know, Medina or whatever. Of course. Like they can. It's a lot they, more spread out. Right where work right where work is in Switzerland is right next to this other town. And then there's probably four or five right there in 15, 20 minute radius. You can probably hit 10, 15 towns or villages or whatever where we don't have that. So we have to drive everywhere. So we're not on bikes and the transportation and stuff like they have. Where when we were in England and Scotland, we saw everybody on bikes. 
And then we looked at each other and said, well, gee, look at how fat we are and look at the, the jokes that are always made. But we don't ride our bikes everywhere because we have to drive a half hour. We can't take a freaking bike to work. There's a different story. You know, if we had that, we could, you know, we'd all be probably in better shape. Obviously, yes. And if you wanted to set your life up that way, you right, could if right. you lived near a big like metropolitan if area. If you planned it like that and you wanted to. Yeah, because yeah, I've got a yeah. friend at work and she had moved to downtown Cleveland. Yeah. So that way she could literally like park her car. And, like, walk everywhere and do all that kind of stuff, like, in town. Now, right. granted, she still had to drive to work. It was still a 20-minute drive. But, right. you know, I mean, she, she could have, like, found a job, you know, in town right. if she wanted to and just stayed there. But she got there and realized very quickly, like, okay, this isn't exactly what I want. I want to be right. out toward, towards the metro parks and, and walking paths and trees and kind of be right. around nature Maybe some people more. don't want that, though. And exactly. So, yeah. It's different yeah. strokes for different yeah. folks. There's nothing and, wrong with that. And then also when we talk about some of the things, like, with our job at work, when – I look at it in the light that since I was 17 or 18 working in serious jobs, I've been to 15 different jobs, I'd say. I worked with wood. I worked with metal. I worked with rubber stuff that was molding and things that went on brake pads and all this. And then I got into machining where I'm working with metal and stuff again where it's not the same as all the other jobs I've done. Some of these guys get out of school over there, Europe, Switzerland, whatever, where I think Switzerland, it's 15 or 16 years old where they're done with grade school or whatnot, and then they can go into – whatever job they're doing and into school for that while they're in their job. Some of these guys are in their mid twenties and they're still in schooling because they're taking like a master class over there. So by the time they're 25, they're masters of whatever job they've been doing for the last 10 years. seems pretty good in my mind because the fact that they've just been doing it in the same exact thing and they know it. I've worked so many damn different jobs that I have a little bit of knowledge here and there and there and there, but not 10 years of one thing. Yeah. They're really good at one thing. That's all they've been doing some places i mean they bounced around a couple jobs but it's all in the same kind of industry usually so when they say we're stupid and stuff at work and we always make jokes and i've talked to some of these guys about that that you've been doing this for 10 or 15 years i've just been into it for four or five now or six or whatever it's been that i'm just now learning you guys have way more knowledge because you've been doing it since you're 16 and you're doing schooling for it and master schooling for it and it's like no wonder you think we're stupid because you've been doing this shit for a long time and you're genius for this but there are other things that make us think, yeah, okay, we might be dumber than them, or we're not as. I mean, I mean, I to me, like having a Swiss person calling Americans stupid, it's just like. Well, they say it to me for a joke. Yeah, usually, exactly. Because but... it's like you know, and that's the thing is we can take that in jest because yeah. it's like we know, like there's stereotypes on everything. We got, it's just how it we is. know, we got the best, we got the best scientists, yeah. we got, we got the best of everything over here. We got the best military tech, like so. Go ahead and throw your, you know, your you know, your insults at us because it's easier to laugh at ourselves when deep down we know, you yeah. know, Tesla's not being made in Switzerland. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. But there's a Swiss flag on the moon. <laughs> it's just, it's just, that's funny. It's just saying just the, that's a the, joke because we never really landed on the moon. Right. Oh, that's a joke. Also uh-oh. kidding. <laughs> Conspiracy theories <laughs> over here. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. No, but it's just, it's just so fascinating. Again, traveling or just talking to people that have traveled speaking of the china thing the japan thing i got another thing i just thought of though but one of the guys came back from china and he was telling us when he was back here in ohio that he can't stand working in china because he thinks it's so much bullshit and we said why and he said because over there they have tiers where there's a supervisor or a manager and then he's got a level one and then a one a and then there's like three guys in between that one before a decision gets made so when an operator or somebody comes up with something to make a decision, change something, whatever, they have to go to the boss, 
he has to run that paper up to the other boss. Then that boss has to run his paper up to his boss. Then that boss takes it to like the boardroom of guys before they get a fucking decision. That's what happens made. when you have a billion people. You got to yeah. create but jobs it, for people. And he said, but he I, hates no, I disagree because we, we do it. that here in the States. I know. Yeah. We, and oversight, oversight. And what's, what's nice is that business has gone away from that because they've realized it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. A great example of this is the, uh, the media. If you look at a, a television show, right? I was listening to a podcast the other day with Joe Rogan, and, and he was talking about how when he was on a TV show, uh, I forget what it was called, like news radio or something like that, that he had gotten into younger in his career, oh, yeah. like just before or during the time of like Fear Factor, when he was kind of still acting. And, and he had said that there's all these producers, and there's all these directors, and there's all these kind of middle management people that make all these decisions and do all this kind of stuff, and they, they essentially have zero benefit to the actual show itself yeah because essentially all you really need is like the cast a director you know and the writers you know and then you need some other people to make it i mean cameraman and gaffers and all those kind of things and sound people and makeup and that kind of stuff and i get it you, you have to kind of do some of that stuff to make it work but there's all these like upper people that essentially are irrelevant you don't need them but they want to put their their hat in the the table so to speak so like like oh well, I've got my ideas and I got to justify my position here and do all this kind oh, yeah. of bullshit then he said like that that's what people are doing to go away from that kind of stuff that's why like Netflix you know like HBO and and like all these kind of like different like YouTube now it's like making TV shows like they're all getting away from that big structure because they realize things, exactly like they can do a lot of the same things without all the bullshit you know, like I believe that personally, that's why podcasts are taking off because it's like you don't need a big rigmarole to do all that kind of stuff. You can have your own ideas and run with it. You're not going to get shut down by some executive whoever who doesn't want you to talk about this or that. Or yeah. like, no, you can just do whatever right. you want. Like, here we go. Like, light it up. And since, see, the thing I love about doing this and talking with you guys and talking with other people and having the guests on and talking with other people that don't have the same views as me and traveling all this stuff, like, this is just what we do. When I see stuff on Facebook, because I'm on there a lot, not all the other social medias like we talked about before, like Twitter and whatnot, but when I see the meme war back and forth of people, oh, the abortion's bad, the abortion's good, and it's back and forth and all this stuff, and then people start commenting, and you follow their thread and read their comments, and it's like, have you motherfuckers ever been outside your state? Have you ever been out of the city you're in? Do you even know what you're talking about on some of these things? No. It's just, the answer we're no. all so freaking different that, it's so hilarious because I did used to do that at one point, and now I sit back and I look at all this crap on Facebook where it's people battling back and forth with their, their Facebook memes. And it, it, we've talked about this so many times because it's just something that's controversial, it comes up, whatever. People get so pissed off over that website fighting with each other over a topic or an opinion like that. Yeah, and but we also have to remember these are the fringes on either side. Yeah. And I'll bet you it's less than 10%. I'm just throwing a number out there. Of of the actual population that's on that, right? And they're getting, you know, like it just makes most, me laugh. Like mo, I'm, I'm sure well over half of all the actual interaction, you know, is is like a small percentage of the people. I mean, there's a core, there's probably a direct correlation with the amount of Facebook posts you have, and like, I guess you could say an inverse correlation between that and your your IQ. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, yeah. I like that. Let's do some studies. I mean, right? and like, I'm only speaking from experience because. Like, looking back, when I used to post a lot, I was really stupid. And then I stopped posting, and now I'm freaking smart. You sat back and listened. <laughs> Sometimes the smartest person in the room is not the loudest. Yeah. Like, I got yeah. real no, no, smart. No, no, always. always. That is right? always yeah, the right. case. <laughs> <laughs> that's not sometimes. It's so, it's just, it's funny to, 
like my uncle calls it taking a <coughs> sabbatical or whatnot. I write in the paper in the opinion section. We've talked about that. I write on WordPress and stuff like that. We've talked about it. It's just there's things when I sat back, we went on vacation for two weeks. You just sit back and you watch from the distance or you listen to people. It's just like, damn, shut up and, and just watch and listen for a bit. And I just feel so much better about doing it. That, that sabbatical. like. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How can we, we can't be mad at listening to people going back and forth. When our whole premise is let's get people talking about well, things that get other people uncomfortable, you know. Because on the social media and on the other stuff, you don't get the true like. Okay, you're, oh, so before. you're talking. Yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. purely. And when digital. I write something in okay, the paper and someone has to write something back, but they possibly can't until next month because we're not yeah. allowed to do it more than once a month. You don't get that full thing. So then, like I said, sitting back and just going so, and traveling and living your life, or explaining this and yeah. talking to people, or yeah, having these discussions. Obviously, is, arguing online yeah. is different than sitting down. And having well, a, a civil conversation with th- someone. Yeah, and I mean, what do you think it is about, why am I more likely to, why are we more likely here to get to truth being face-to-face? Just out of, in your guys' opinion. It's, I mean, It's really simple when you when you look at it in, in the, the idea of like human evolution here. It's like there are consequences to your actions. And this is something that we try to teach our children that I think that people are not doing right now that is screwing the kids up. And obviously, the pendulum swings both ways, and it's, it's gone a little too far one way, and it'll go too far the other way. And, and I get it. And that's that's kind of how society works. But when you say stupid shit that people say online, yeah. if you said that to someone in person, get, yeah. you're going to get punched in the face. That's true. Let me ask you this, though. Okay, let's let's just say... It's just an example. Let's let's say that there's something in my mind though that like that that I would say to you online that I think you're full of shit about. Okay, by not telling you in person because I know you, I think you're going to come over and smack me. Aren't we then not having the discussion? But no, but no, because it's different. Because then when, you, you when s- you're arguing online and you're you're throwing all this hate and violence and all this kind of stuff, like oh this person's ridiculous, they need to die and be shot and this kind of stuff, and they're they're just trying to get their stuff out there to be heard or they're trying to go viral or make money on youtube videos who fucking knows what people are thinking nowadays you know but it's but that's not having the actual conversation like having the conversation is saying hey i i love you i respect you you can have your own opinions we're allowed to differ on this you know we don't have to have the same ideas you know i'm not trying to change your mind you're not trying to change my mind we're just we're just throwing ideas out there because hopefully you're gonna go back later and say you know what I never really thought of it that way. Maybe I should look into this and change my opinion. But when you get so polarized, especially what happens online, is you get into this big fight. You're like, okay, well, now I can't back down because I've said all these things. And if I only have friends that believe these kind of things, I I can't. Like, if you only have friends that are conspiracy theorists and say we never went to the moon, Mm -hmm. and you've you know, put your hat on that. You like you've, you've hung your hat on that, and you said, "This is who I am. This is my this is my life." And you met your wife at a at a rally where you guys are like, "No, they didn't go to the moon. This is ridiculous." And oh my god, and you do all those kind of things, and then you're like, later, oh shit, maybe we really did, and I was full of shit, and I didn't know any better. I mean, who knows? I mean, I wasn't there. I mean, who knows? But but now you can't come out and say that because you said you essentially have built your whole life around the idea that. What am I trying to get to here? <laughs> I'm like rambling on about stupid shit that doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> no, well, let me say well, that. I'm, I'm trying to get to the idea of the fact that if you only surround yourself with people who just believe what you believe and you you get stuck in those ways, you're not actually having the conversation. Is what I'm trying to say. Like you're communicating, you're saying yeah. words, but it's not the actual conversation. So I'm wondering, like, why can't why can't we get to these conclusions then without seeing somebody's, you know, 
because like a lot of people like you know if they deal with anxieties with that like they're going to clam up they're some people just aren't going to share with you face to face you know like i know people like that in my life like i'll have if i see them face to face you know they're not they're either not good at conversation or they're just not somebody who's into it but you know when you get them to, you know you text back and forth um, I, I think, I, I think I probably would be starts to flow a little bit. Yeah. Then, yeah. You know, um, I'm, pro- I think I'm probably more the opposite, you know, like I will, um, like typically only prefer to communicate via text, but, um, you know, you're not, I do not, as far as like having these conversations via text, you know, like these Im- important types of discussions and stuff like that, uh, via, uh, you know, Facebook or whatever. Um, yeah, I've tapped out from that because <laughs> I've recognized in myself if I can't if I can't look at a person, then I they lose their humanity to me. You know what I'm saying? And I start yelling, I start kind of raging on a keyboard instead of want to call them a piece of shit or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, I you, not necessarily because those I, here's words, what I found. But... I, this has happened to me several times. Like you know. I'll get into it with somebody on Twitter or something like that, and we'll go back and forth a couple times. And man, I'll just, and I just, in in my mind, like I'm I'm picturing this person, and like they're the incarnation of everything evil, you know. And then something will happen midway where we'll either hit common ground or something like that, and then we'll start agreeing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh my bad, man. Oh yeah, that's fine, dude. I I know I get like that. And then we're like apologizing to each other, and it's like. Like, man, do I feel like a super asshole because <laughs> here all along, this was an actual person that I was talking to, you know, it wasn't you taught at one point. Yeah. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a slimy yeah. demonic worm yeah. that I had in my mind. You know, it was somebody who was just as stupid and enraged about something, you know, as I was, was emotion put and into it. So you can't see all that over the internet. After that happened that, 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 you know, after that happened so many times, I was just kind of like, maybe I should just not. You know, and- yeah, it took me a few times realizing that after reading the threads, rereading the threads after I argued with somebody about something and then went, why the hell was I even arguing about that? Yeah, I mean, it was pointless. It was stupid. Just stay away from it. Thank you for being a person that can do that because I, I mean, it took just, me a while to learn. I, mean, I cannot tell ego. you. If I told yeah. you the amount of times I've typed something out as a response or a reply to something. Deleted it. And then, then deleted it. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you the amount of time. I do it several times a day and or I'll post something and then. It, five seconds will go by and I'll delete it. Yeah. Cause it's like, why am I doing this? Like, why can yeah. I not just not do it? You well, know? also the more you're on there, like we've talked about before, that shit is addicting. So the people, when I got into it really hardcore at one point where I was sharing every little, every little meme that was put up or every little post that was about this and it was someone's opinion on it. Yeah. Didn't care what somebody else had to say or when 10 other people came and attacked me on, well, did you think about this, this, this? And I'm like, no, I really didn't when I shared that. It was just, it was just, yeah, it got so like, bogged down on exactly. Facebook. No wonder people got off of it and got away from it because yeah. Facebook turned into and you go into trial Politico over a meme, or whatever. You know? Well, the real problem I have with like a lot of the social media nowadays is is they they found out the conflict is what draws people in, and that that's what they want. They want interaction because they're selling ad space. It's a business. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that. That's fine. And and there's a lot of people who who are on those kind of platforms. And they don't realize what's happening. But if you look back through, like, the people who actually develop them and understand them, mm-hmm. they don't let their friends and family and kids be on them. Like, that's just, that should tell you something. See, it's like the reason I got off is because 
when I logged on to any kind of social media, like I wanted to see what my friends were up to. I want to see what they're posting. I don't give a shit what they're commenting on, what they've shared, what they like, or what the social media thing thinks I might like. I don't give a shit. I want to know what they're up to. It's, it's a way for me to connect with them and, and stay in touch. And I found very quickly, I wasn't staying in touch with them. Right. I'm not even get to seeing what, what they have to say or right. anything or what's going on. It's all I get to see is, oh, they commented on this or this. That. I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't care. Like, right. And I, I've never been big on the Twitter thing unless I'm talking with the radio host. Like I said, if it's an actual show that I'm listening to and I want to respond to them or something and then they read my response. Or it is something. the easiest way to get in touch with most that's people. Fine, that's fine. That's how it was created. But that's why I use it for that only. Facebook, I'm getting off of more and more where it's doing the arguing and the fighting with everybody. And I'm um, – I'm watching the, what's going on on Instagram on this stuff, and I'm not promoting it and all this, but I have friends, again, some of the guys from Switzerland that are sponsored now. The one guy goes out to restaurants or all the food he eats and all the places sometimes, but he's always taking pictures, and it's always this food stuff, and he said it's actually because he's sponsored. I was making jokes, calling him a oh, rich man. I wish I could go travel all these places, and he said, no, you actually get sponsored for it. If you become an influencer like that on there, you can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the more I do promos and marketing stuff with my wife and work these things, I'm thinking, well, that's a really good idea because – I don't know if you get a kickback from them or not, but when we traveled all these places, I would love for somebody to say, hey, we want you to take you know five to ten pictures this day or this day or for a week, whatever time you're there, and then you send that to us and we pick through these, and then that's kind of like your influencing thing. I would love that. Yeah, but except for the problem is like I follow a lot of uh, – used to follow. I don't really – I haven't been on in months – used to follow like a lot of weightlifters because I'm like, yeah. I mean, the weightlifting is what I do. And you would find like, oh, all of a sudden they're making this big long post about how their training has been helped by this belt or these shoes or whatever. Uh, and it becomes a sales ad. It's bullshit. Like yeah, see, I don't, like I don't give, I don't give two shits about what kind of ads that they're being told that they need to oh, just Dude. post five this or five that. Like if you love it and you use it and you like it, if it's your opinion, I want to hear if, if you're having somebody say, hey, I'll give you some money if you do this, then I don't give a shit. Can we talk about, like, the multi-level marketing on Facebook for a second? Like, you know how many people I've – like, friends of mine, I don't unfriend them, but I just unfollow them, mute them or whatever because – It gets bad. It's a horrible way to market. I just – like, and I I just don't – like, it, it – if – okay – if everyone's doing it, how is anybody make all they're doing is like like all these women on Facebook, they're 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 using their money to buy stuff off their friends, off of their whatever they're selling. Like the makeup. Yeah. And then those people use that money to buy whatever yeah. the other people are selling and it's all overpriced and I don't know if any of it works and I, I don't well, really care. I just know it's annoying. Weight loss, as hell. makeup. Here's, here's the real problem now. with like what do they call like uh, network marketing or multi level marketing or whatever you want to call it. It's 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 a way to bring products to to bear to the market without having to advertise that's and those the thing. kind of things. Yeah, you, you do word you're of mouth. You're hawking other people's shit. Well, I understand that, and that's but that's it's it's business, and it's a different way of doing business. It's been around forever. It's actually a huge yeah, industry. It's a pyramid it's, scheme. It's, well, yeah. uh, yes and no, because there's lots of regulations to make sure that that doesn't happen. Because that was what Ponzi or whatever. I was in one actually. I mean, we, yeah. most of us have yeah. have been around them at some point. Yeah. Like my mom was in a lot of them. Like I've I've been. Like introduced to a bunch of them throughout the years. I mean, it is what it is, yeah. right? I mean, it's like, but if you look back through it, it's like it's it's a different way of doing business. And usually, 
those are some of the best products on the market because they can take time. They can spend a lot of money on that kind of stuff. But the real issue is that, yeah, like you make your money off of getting other people to buy your shit. You become salesmen. And, and instead of going out and knocking door to door because that shit doesn't work anymore. You, like Because back in the, what, the 70s, that kind of stuff, that's what you do. You get a carpet bag, right? And you go around and you Look, knock on people's sell. I'm not, I'm not disputing sweeper, yeah. the, the efficiency of it. I'm saying that if you're going to be, you know, tricked into thinking you're going to live, you know, that, 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 that you're, you're breaking any ground here by selling somebody else's shit on Facebook and taking a, a make microscopic cut and, and your main goal is to recruit other minions to the cause. It's just like, to me, like, give me a break, man. Maybe like, some people are doing it for the money, though. I mean, but, I don't. I mean, everyone. I have not never. Every, right, right, everyone right, right. gets signed up I to have do it for the never, money. Never, right. ever, ever, right. ever, ever met somebody that has made any Anything? significant yeah, amount of money doing that. Enough. I have. You have. I have. I know people who that's their livelihood. Well, and they make. Why are they so? Living. Man, is it just me, or are these people all? And this kind of goes to my next complaint. Like these live, <laughs> these vloggers, like these live vloggers, like. These guys, it'll just, they just, they're pure, they'll get on Facebook with like, you know, and put a camera in their face while they drive around and just talk about like how to, you know, what you got to attack. You got to attack this and that and how you're going to, and to me, it's like, dude, if any, who's going on, who's watching this stuff? Like, I'm sorry if I, I don't know if either of you guys watch it. Like, is anybody watching this There's stuff? a handful of channels. Is anybody getting life lessons from these dudes driving around in their pickups? There's, there's a handful of channels that I like to follow on YouTube and. I tend to watch them at work on my lunch break because I have to take an hour lunch and I'm usually stuck there and there's no, nowhere else I can go. So it's like, okay, I play the game. Like you told me I have to take an hour lunch. I'm here, whatever. So I'll, I'll get on. There's a couple of channels that I watch and, and most of them, they don't make a living, so to speak, by what they're doing no. on their YouTube channel. Oh, no, I would doubt But for it. most of them, it's, it's extra source of income through ad revenue and that kind of stuff. Now, granted, there, there is a group of guys that I like to follow. And I, I kind of gotten away from them in the last few months, uh, but like a couple of years ago, I was I was following most of the videos they did. It was a lot of fun. It's it's called Dude Perfect. And if you've ever watched their dude, videos, my kids watch Dude Perfect. Their their yeah. target market is like I think six to twelve year old boys. Like that, that's their target market. But I like to watch them because they do trick videos oh, yeah. and it's, it's fun and it's incredible. quirky. But I've I've kind of gotten away from it because it, it's so childish. That I it turns me off a little bit, but <laughs> but it's it's still fun and it's yeah. it's it's hilarious and the, some of the stuff they do and I get I understand it's all scripted and this and that and these guys make millions of dollars mm-hmm. just from making YouTube trick shot videos. Yeah. I mean that that's what they do. I mean that's their livelihood. I mean I'm sure they could retire now and never work again. If and, you got and be offered that, would you say no? Seriously, I mean most I mean, most people shit. are trying to <laughs> right. are trying to do something because it's they're stuck in a job that they don't like and they think that they think money's going to solve their problem and it's just not right. But but there's a bunch of it can channel. solve a lot though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure money m- <laughs> money's important. <laughs> Tell me a problem that money can't solve. <laughs> there's a certain point where you're right. It there's, does not solve things. There, there's but. a reason why actors who make a lot of money are sad and a lot of them kill themselves and they're addicted to drugs and pills and oh, they, yeah. they get tons of divorces like because money doesn't solve the problem so if, if money if money fixed that th- that wouldn't be an issue yeah it's it's not it's part of it don't get me wrong it's kind of important like oxygen you need it because <laughs> i can't go to the store and buy a gallon of milk on good right. intentions like hey i'm just a good person and, I, and i'm great like you just need right. to give me some milk i don't have any money but just give me some milk because I'm, I'm a good like no gotta have fucking money to buy the right milk. And right like, back I to the whole it. thing we can't do all these traveling and experiences and stuff if we don't have the cash yeah. so, so there you go it's full circle right there but, yeah, but right people think to... that 
doing these kind of Ponzi schemes or multi-level marketing or doing YouTube videos or honestly, a lot of people do it with podcasts and nowadays and that kind of stuff. They think that that's their way to make a lot of money mm-hmm. and they can get out of the rat race or get away from doing what they're doing. And I get that. But let's look at these guys like a dude perfect. So now you've got these guys who've got to be like about my age, probably mid thirties, who've been doing this stuff for probably 10 plus years. And now they're just making money. It's not like they're just an overnight sensation. Yeah. It's like, no, they've been working hard at their craft and, yeah. and learning how to make videos and doing different stuff and coming up with different things and work, working and hustling and doing this kind of stuff. Like a comedian, it's a comedian, kind of. It's a business. Yeah, and I, and I'll bet you they wake up in the morning and like, I got to go to work. Like, I've got to go in. We've got to, I've got to answer emails. I've got to do this. We've got to do social media. I've got to, we've got to plan the next video. We've got, to, we've got to do all this kind of stuff. And it's not that they're just hanging out with their bros and dicking around and throwing basketballs around because that's how it started. Just making yeah. basketball trick shots. They're not just doing that. Like, no, like it's work and they're, they're hustling and doing those kind of things. Now, granted, they make a lot of money. That's fine. You know, but is that what people want? I don't know. But a lot of people think that that's the easy way to get rich. Because well, they're, they're not going to be active. Yeah. Right? I, look, I got. If you have a special skill, by all means, please get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm. But like, I I don't understand what like what's to gain, like from these these people that feel like you know you call them influencers, and that's 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 a perfect word. That's what they. That's what at least they're trying to be. I, I call them image crafters. Like they spend like their life is crafting this image of themselves on on social media to attract other people to whatever whatever it is they're selling, and sometimes all they're selling is their own advice and life lessons, and the currency they get is shares and likes. You know, I mean, like I'm saying, like, but how's that different from like a Tony Robbins or somebody like that? I, I mean, just I don't I don't understand the I don't know how there can be a human being that's going to that has earned or is capable of telling somebody else how to 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 find happiness. It just it well, just seems like it's like you can't get a you know. Tony Robbins is Tony Robbins because he was the first guy to be Tony Robbins. If that makes any <laughs> sense. I mean, anybody could have been Tony Robbins if they just would have done what he's you know trying to do what he's selling. Just like Joel Osteen, you know, like these guys they're they're marketing and they're selling. Uh, uh, electrical you know electrical voltage that goes on in your brain that that either makes you happy or sad and triggers your emotions and how you deal with things it's like i i, I don't buy it some people buy it some people don't that's why we're all so different I mean, yeah we keep saying that over and over again or just hang up a sign over this entire thing whenever and i'm sure like people are as skeptical but... as like of religious people yeah you know because they're probably skeptical like you know how am i gonna take this person seriously if you know he believes in a sky fairy or something like whatever they right. say so it's like i you know I know what it's like to be on the other end of that stick, but um, you know that's just kind of how. Well, see, it also goes to. I feel like these are just humans peddling religion in a different form. You know, I've, that's I've all also, I've also got different situation than everybody. I have a broken body that's going to break down at some point, even more than you know. I can't stand up on my feet and do all the work that I do at work. Oh, right I know. I didn't know. What do you um... from all the car accident stuff? So I'm saying, if I could do oh, that, okay. if I could do that and make a living on it, I would definitely do it. Oh hell yeah! Angela Angela's father is married to a lady from the Philippines. Her daughter has eighty something thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, because all she started doing or whatever it was, where she modeling, did the fashion stuff, mm-hmm. whatever, taking pictures and stuff, the makeup, whatever yeah, it was. Man. Now that's all she does. And if she can make a kickback on it, then I would love to do shit I'm like saying, that. Yeah, myself, if, you, if you if you can if you've got like a legitimate if you're selling something, yeah, uh, even if it's just your if it's just a style or something like that. By all means, hell yeah, get paid yeah. for it. I mean, hell, I, I, I heard this on a podcast. I don't know how true it is. I never looked into it. I have no idea. Apparently, there's this kid who's a young, young, young kid 
who reviews toys. Yeah, Ryan. That's my 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 youngest son. That's all he ever used to watch. And, and apparently, this this kid and his parents, I assume, is one who's pushed mm-hmm. him into all this. Make a shit ton of money. Made a le- like million like the, dollars, I think. Like last they're one year. of the biggest mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, what did you say? Income channel. Income yeah. channels yeah. or what? Like, well, if you like break down the top five, I think Dude Perfect is in there. I mm-hmm. think. But this kid, I think, is like like one of the top yeah, ones, like, like one or top, two. It's like a top five, I think. I yeah. mean, it's like something ridiculous. Like there's this little kid who just reviews toys and plays with them. His but, parents said, "Yeah, just get him new toys and he sits and plays with them." But I, I guess kind of the cool thing about that is, is like that's offering a service. It's like mm-hmm. saying. Hey, I watch tons of reviews on YouTube, and I, I'm always looking for stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I'm a bit of a nerd. I tend to over-research things because I, I get a little too addicted. It's right there at our fingertips, though. I, I have a very addictive personality. It's my fault. Because I'm looking to get back into mountain biking this year. So I've been, like, looking at tutorials and, like, researching bikes that I want to buy and do this kind of stuff. And I'm looking at all these kind of things, and it's like, yeah, I tend to do that. But I'm looking for something that has content. Like, I don't want to just find a random channel, like like you were saying, Andrew, where – where it's, it's like, yeah, just do this and do that, and you'll fly down the hill on this mountain bike. Like, yeah. like no. Like, I'm trying to find people like who, who have a have experience, mm-hmm. who know what they're doing. Who, I mean, there's a channel that I watch, and it's like uh, Great Britain's Biking Network or something, like GBMB or something. I don't know. Of but, course. And it's, we it's, all know that one. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. And they, these guys, <laughs> for, I, lo- I love things in English. They, I, Took well, me a minute, that process. And I oh, it's like it. Top Gear and like <laughs> British films. I, I love that kind of shit. It's, it's fun to me. And but these guys, it's it's a comedy channel. Like they're always dicking around, making fun videos. But it's also entertaining, like and instructive as well. That's the thing, though. Is like, yeah, they're, like they're trying to make some money doing that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that's their full time job, essentially, so they can race mountain bikes or whatever it is that they do. But they're, they're offering something that's useful. It's not just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, no, of course. I mean, it, the amount of info, the wealth of information that people have put on YouTube, you know, at, at, at no charge. To us, other than I guess the the ad, the ad we're yeah. Well, to now watch. you can pay to get rid of the ads, yeah. which that would be the charge. But it's but, like it's yeah. it's just like, it's it's. I mean, I've I've learned I've done so much stuff that I would never be able to like. I fixed my own hot water tank from Watching looking at a YouTube, YouTube video. Yeah. Like it's like, it, so absolutely like I'm. That's a people. I would say God bless those people because they're probably not getting paid enough for putting out these you know these all these D, you know uh, DIY. Videos, yeah, plumbers, electricians, and constructions yeah. that do that all the time. Oh. I guess the question that I have is, how is that any different than than it's, somebody? It's who's not just... like you, yeah, no, like, I, like I said, I, what I said about if you can get paid to do it, do it. The same would go for Tony Robbins. If you can get paid to tell people how to how to unlock some sort of happiness or or how to live their life, if there's if you can get people to give you money to, for you to talk. Hell yes, do it. But it's in my mind, it's like they're they're snake oil salesmen, you know. And I, yeah, I get it, people. I know I'm a big hypocrite. I know but you're not the only one here. Like, I get it, you know. But like that's how I feel. So it's like, you know, I have a lot of hate in my malice. I, I have a lot of hate and malice in it towards groups of people. Also, I'm just like you, non-believers. I can also hate. <laughs> I hate large groups of people. <laughs> You're different from everybody starting else. Starting with all to. the self-helpers yeah. because that's all it is. It's just a different – it's just, you know, just people selling their own religion, um, you know, and it, and mine's cooler because, you know, <laughs> it just is. My 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 guy is, you know, he's can turn invisible. See, sitting and having a discussion like this just kind of helps you to – isn't it just fucking great? I think so. I, yeah, you I get to sound how insane when the thoughts in your head when they just come out of your mouth. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you hear how fucking insane. No, but you I are. mean, some people have such a pessimistic, miserable life that you look at everything in a bad way. But 
<laughs> not saying you, but I mean, there's so much stuff we've talked about. I don't about hate large groups these. of people or Tony Robbins, everybody. He is not <laughs> a terrorist, right. I promise. Good yeah. God. So, no, it's, it's, we just, we've got it good and the world's better than we think and life's great. I mean, come on. Life, life is good. I mean, you've talked about it before. How, we got a great here. How good we have it nowadays is so ridiculous, especially with a lot of the podcasts I've listened to recently about war and death and all these kind of yeah. bad things that have happened to people. And it's like it's so easy, especially in this country in this time. It's it's so ridiculous. And you talk about Joe Rogan a lot. I watched one with Forrest Galante where he's just a wildlife guy that's lived in Australia and, and whatnot, and he does all that. That's so fascinating to me because I don't – some of that shit, I'm not jumping in a river or a creek or a – you know, like, this guy does it for a living, and that's his job, and he has his Instagram or his Facebook and all that stuff, and that's what this guy's doing. But it's not offering me a service like we just discussed a little bit ago, but – that's fascinating to watch because there's animals out there that I don't even but know is, about. But isn't that a just, service in and of itself? It's right, yeah, yeah, he's doing it also. And no it's one no else different than watching a movie or TV yeah. shows or what have you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I want to know about these animals and creatures that are thought to be extinct that he's finding, and like that's that's fascinating. We have all this shit at our fingertips with the internet and everything that people don't take advantage of it, don't use it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just, and if you get rid of capitalism, like this is all going to go away. Yeah. Like you think people are going to do this for their, on their own for, you know, yeah. for, for shits and giggles. We'll let the government do it for yeah. us. Some people yeah. will, but it'll yeah. be a very small percent. Well, okay. I, I guess I won't argue. Yeah. Some people will, but I mean like, and that, that's another thing I, I laugh about. Like, Oh, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Cause, but like, <laughs> yeah. We can just talk so many different paths and roads <laughs> when we do this yeah, stuff. I love it. It was kind of going to get into like you know raising the minimum wage and like basically like if you can make fifteen dollars an hour at McDonald's, why would you make, pass that up? Like where where do you go to make fifteen dollars an hour yeah. right now? Well, let's 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 bring that up actually because I've been listening to some stuff, especially about a lot of uh, um, presidential candidates are talking about universal basic income, and then they're talking about how if you can make enough money just to have a house have food, those kind of things, like have the natural things that you need in life to just survive, that you might actually quit your job and start other businesses or do, do other kind of things and, and chase your passion, all this kind of bullshit that they always say on, on these uh, like uh, motivational talks yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And, and I, I think it's rubbish. I mean, like my, my concern is this. Look, I'm – No, rubbish is trash in England. You've – been saying that a lot, but I just learned that. Oh, Matt! Earlier. Matt uses a lot of English. Uh, uh, no, they they English use rubbish show. all the time. Yeah. They never say trash, or that's rarely used with litter, even though it's written on all their bins. But when we were over there, everyone said rubbish. So, <laughs> sorry, I know you say that all the time. Just made me think about it, just because we were there. So, off topic. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Um, but um, um, yeah. So, the idea of if you're going to make the ceiling a fifteen dollar you know, minimum wage. Okay. First of all, my first question is why not 20? Right. Because the answer to that question, why not 20? That's that tell that tells you why 15 is bad. And that tells you why any, uh, significant jump where you're looking to jump, you know, almost double. Cause I think federal minimum wage right now is seven sixty five or some, some ridiculous low. It's like not that. eight yet. Not federally. I don't okay. think so. Okay. Could be wrong. I, I could look yet. it up right now, but no, um, it's not but, that but, much. But, but state minimum wages, like yeah. Ohio minimum wage yeah. is like eight fifty five. So okay. you know, federal usually never applies because states okay. usually always higher. Yep. Um, but so if, if if a person say like, what do you what do you do now to make fifteen bucks an hour? You know, it's it you gotta have a you know that's a pretty decently 
skill job, I would think. Let's say, work let's, for somewhere for let, a few years. Yeah, so you let's get a let's say let's say you're working yeah. at a you know let's say you're doing a trade and you're working a and you're working a, a a mill or something like that for fifteen bucks an hour. Okay, if all of a sudden you can go bake French fries for fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, why the hell would you do all that? Why are you gonna yeah. Why are you gonna stay doing your 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 skilled labor job? Right. So the only way that that skilled labor company is gonna keep you is now they gotta raise their minimum wage to twenty five dollars an hour, thirty dollars an hour. So somewhere, all you know this this is going to ripple out everywhere and. Yeah, it's gonna affect. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, do you want to see? A, I mean, what kind of a price increase? See, so some it's, some it's, people it's real simple because businesses will go out of. Out, can like, I can I share something here? Yeah, absolutely. Real quick here. I did a I did a cost analysis on my own businesses. What it would take if minimum wage for my employees went up to fifteen dollars an hour, that would I would have to generate an, an extra six hundred thousand dollars a year to stay um, at the same where I'm at right now to be able to operate this in this with the, using the same um, budget. I would have to increase revenue by six hundred thousand dollars a year per. That's per center. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's either per, it's either per building or I anyway. Um. So I looked at what that would do for my, to, you know, to my client, you know, to my clients that pushes, that would push my rates up outside, you know, already above that would, that would make my rights, my, my rates instantly, you know, the highest, right. the highest around and, every, like an evil person and, and everyone who's already help. higher, everyone else who's already higher is that much higher, yep. you know? So now everybody's got to come up with all this extra money. And what about the people that were already making, you know, 15, 16, $17 an hour. So they didn't get a big raise. You know, they didn't get their, their life wasn't affected, but all of a sudden all their expenses just went up because literally every single person now that's asking for money right. at it, that, that uses lower skilled uh, labor has increased their prices. So, um, you know, you could kind of use that argument when you talk about all the types of stuff like, you know, that and, and, you know, free this and, and, and free, you know, they're talking about free, um, you know, uh, health care and, and college and even like, you know, now early childhood care. And it's right. like, okay, that's great. I, look, let's talk about all, let's talk about all that stuff, please. Let's talk about it. But let's like, there's so many of these presidential candidates. All they do is they, they just come out and say, we need this. It's time for this. We need that. It's like, okay, I love all that shit. But like. All I have to do to run for president, that means is it's promise, instead of promising, here's how to beat Bernie Sanders. Right. Instead of $15 an hour, promise $17 right. an hour. You know what I'm saying? And then if I, if you want to beat me, promise 20 Okay? But it's well, like... Diving what, into what they say also is a problem because then they, they lie all the time and then they don't follow through ever. With my point is this. Let's, yeah, let's listen to all these ideas, yeah. but be upfront with people. Yeah. Okay? If you're going to tell somebody somebody's going to be quote-unquote free... Just be real about where the money right. comes from, mm-hmm. okay? Just be real about it so people know. And you know what? People might hear that and they might be like, great, here it is. Here's the money. Take it. And But you know what? Look, if you're going to – we just had tax season just wrapped up, right? Mm-hmm. How many people who, – who, who got refunds, okay? Most of the people that got refunds, people, lower wages, younger people, families, um, you know, they, those are the people typically that are getting the larger refunds, Okay. How many of those people do you think are would say if they got something back with their refund that said, you know, if you would like to donate your refund in the name of this and that program, please mail your refund. Please uh, enclose your refund check back and check all the boxes that you'd like to fund. How many people are sending that refund check back? Right. Nobody. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody. All that these programs and all the, these these new taxations do is, you know, when they when they hide it from you and they cover it up and they 
make you think like, oh, I'm making 15 bucks an hour. So what difference does it make if, if my taxes go up this much more? You know, it's all smoke and mirrors and you get it from both sides. Um, and that's, that's why I would, you know, I know you guys love talking about how great we have it here. And I, I guess on a day-to-day -day basis we do, but I just think it, you know, a lot of it's smoke and mirrors. A lot of it is, you know, a lot of the good things we have going on here doesn't have, has no foundation and has no reason to believe it will persist or continue. No, well, that's why I like I talking about politics because, you know, like I said, bubble. politics is part of our life. I mean, that's a huge like part just, of our life. Yeah, like you just said there with all that. When they make changes in the laws, when they make changes in taxes, they make changes in all these things that affect us, and they do it on a federal level where it affects everybody, they don't ever think, hey, we're all fucking different. You're affecting everybody the same way, but we're all different. We all don't take it, it the it, same and way. You want to know, like the, you know the, the hard truth is now is that anything that's decided going forward – Anything that's proposed and or, or ruled upon, half half of the people that you know are half the country is going to be pissed off, right? And half the country is going to half the country is going to be, you know. Did did you see be the gloating? And the other half's going to be full of rage. And it's it, I just don't know how much longer you can keep how how much longer right. You can keep, so it's, keep it's, it's basically everyone's tired of the government and people telling us how to live our life on things, but you don't know which way you should be pro or pro. Did you see the thing? Speaking of memes, like we were. The Todd had up the other day no. about I'm pro stay the fuck out of my life and let me live it as I want or something like that. And I was like, yes, get out of my life. Just let me but, but enjoy can, can I say that too? Because I will say this too. Like that's, I feel like, and like I said, there's, I'd like to consider myself libertarian on things, but there's a lot of lies when it comes to that. Um, when it comes to those beliefs, because yeah, you want the government out of your business. It's like okay, but you still want to be able to call nine one one. Yeah, you still want to be able to incident. drive on the roads. You know, people, even people that say, well, you know, you shouldn't have. How can we, you know, shouldn't have free free college tuition, you know? Well, it's like, well, you know, we we have uh, f free, uh, you know, there's there, there's free infrastructure out, it, and when you say free, it's like it's available to you, right. but you are paying for it, right. you know? It's like so, just be, and everyone's, and, and to my knowledge, I've never met anybody personally who's been like, I. I don't feel like paying for these roads, so I'm not using right. Them. The free roads that we drive on, we yeah. get told. And it's like you, you, every it's time just because it's so ingrained into our mind. That, yeah. yeah, and you do. You need there. You, look, people are like, "Oh, I fuck the government. I don't want any of this government regulation." Like, I'm actually kind of glad that somebody's overseeing the meat that I'm eating. You know, that it's not all just free reign. That there's oversight on certain things. I'm glad when I get on an airplane that it's not just some private company that, you know. Looks at the plane and says, "You know, looks good. Looks good to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're the ones that build it. Yeah. I'm glad that there is government oversight when it comes to air traffic control. Yeah. You know, like so people that I, I understand what people say about keep the government out of. You know, I want to keep the government out of my uterus. Keep the government away from my guns. Yeah. It's like, look, we all pick and choose what we want the government yeah, to exactly. say out of and what we want them to get involved in. So stop lying to yourself. Okay, it's like it's like everything else. It's a very complex issue. Yeah." And, and we, we need them to be involved in certain things, and we should probably have them not be involved in certain things, and that's, that's all fine and dandy. Like, the, the real issue, like, like you had said, Andrew, is, like, the, the money is, is all taken out and gone to these certain things. Mm -hmm. and, it, and if we don't fund them, so, somebody has to. Exactly. Everyone has their line on yeah. where where is the proper amount of government oversight. So if people don't like it, they need to get more involved and do things. And, and, and look, this is going to sound terrible. Say, oh, the government needs to fix but this. The government needs to do the that. The people yeah. who are all for all the free shit right now, okay, it's – uh, it's a majority of them are lower income people that aren't affected. It's people that, that are already getting tax refunds. So they, yeah, their refund might get smaller, but in some cases, who knows based on some it's of these also plans. also the people that aren't going to do any damn research or not help out. Like we said, Look, too, yeah. And like, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not going to start covering because there's a lot of, 
there, look, there's plenty of white trash out there that vote Republican. No doubt about it. Absolutely. But you know, if you're looking at inner city, who's going to get affected affected by these by this minimum wage? Who, who's getting enticed by all this free shit? Okay, it's people voting blue, and um, so and, and it's the people that are not going to be affected as much by you know they're going to benefit. While is you know the people who've typically voted red that have that create the jobs and have all the money, of course they don't want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, but like they want to keep everything how it's been going. But like I said, they're going to benefit right up front. So they're not going to see the back side of it. Is that everything else is going to go up? That's how that works. That's the problem with raising the minimum wage. Like. What happens is, like, let's let's say you go to a fast food chain, like a burger place, right? And say now all of a sudden, instead of being eight bucks an hour, or nine bucks an hour, whatever it is that they're paying people, they're going to pay them 15, 20, 25, whatever it is the next presidential candidate is going to run on and say, we're going to give you this. You deserve that. Yeah. Vote for me and I'll take care of it and all that bullshit. What's going to happen is they're all going to lose their jobs. What? They're not going to have that's a job. I'm saying, man. Like, you've already seen all the. the, the... You're going to go to a store and you have to, like, order yeah. with a little station or order online and just pick it up. There'll be, like, three people working there instead of seven now. That's how it is that at, at the. They're um, still going to spend the same amount yeah. of money. They're just going to have to invent technology to do your job now because you work yourself out of a job. Yeah. I mean, look, you're, you're, you're definitely going. We're, we're trending towards automation. <laughs> and, of course, like, the cost of living always goes up. And I think, you know, wages should go up. Um, Proportionately, I mean, they obviously don't. You know, I mean, but and that's the issue. It's like, so yeah, there is, there is no doubt. There is. That's what pisses me off about this is there is no doubt reform, some reform that needs done on making it easier for a middle class American to be able to enjoy the luxuries that our parents did. Okay, there is no doubt that there is a discussion that needs to be had there, and that there is reform that's necessary there. But you, when you, but when you, when you. Approach it from the insanity of let's double the federal minimum wage just overnight. Like now you've taken something that needs addressed intelligently and you've turned it into a fucking clown show with your, you know, with the, with your crazy ass idea. And now like like when like when Ohio uh, voted on the legalization of marijuana, I think it was two years ago. Well, it was it was a horrible it, representation yeah, of it because exactly. it wouldn't make it legal. It made like certain companies have exactly. a monopoly. It to was an absolutely exactly. terrible bill. It was horrible, and, and all it did. It, but people were so excited because they were finally. Oh, Ohio's going to get weed. It's better so. than nothing. Let's yeah, do it. Exactly. Right. And how many people I had that conversation with where I'm like, did you even and you know read what? the damn and thing? That's the thing? It's the same thing with the casino. You thank can't. God. And thank yeah. God that bill got struck down. Yep. But you know what it did? It set real legalization back how many years now because we had to now we had to get that bullshit proposal out of the way. And that's all that's happening now with the minimum wages. Let's deal with it. But, you know, can, can, can we can we can we start at, at a reasonable level here and not just, you know, double it? So, so we can have a cooler campaign. How much slogan? of all this comes down to a well-informed populace, which we obviously don't have as much as we used but to. We, but but There's how, how can us, we ha- yeah. how can we possibly have a less informed populace? Because we all have infinite information at our fingertips. Even the poorest of us have smartphones. It comes down to the basics again of personal responsibility. It comes down, sense, yeah. It comes down to the, that shit the interpretation. Stuff, yeah. Do you have the power to interpret news and interpret an analysis? Or not, and most people don't. So do you do you think over the years since the 50s, 60s, 70s, earlier than that, the base foundation was good, and it's crumbling away, and that's where we're at. You know, I've, all, it... I've 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 talked to my parents kind of a lot, uh, you know, just about that. You know, mainly my dad, just about as far as like how did without without you know social media and without twenty yeah. the twenty four hour news cycle, um, were people more measured in their responses? And, you know, t- t- he, he kind of said, he said, no, not really. He goes, you know, you, you had 
a lot of the same stuff. You know, you had, yeah, you, you know, you had a lot of the same things. You know, as far as uh, half the country wanting one thing from the government, half the country wanting the other thing. A lot back then was more focused on, you know, mil- you know, the wars and you know Vietnam and stuff going on back then, and the draft and all that stuff. But yeah, you know, it, it, you come to find out that the, yeah, there were just as, as many divisive things back then. The problem is, is everyone didn't have an outlet to right. to spin it however they wanted, be it, you know, your neighbor across the street or, you know, the guy who's working for, you know, CNN or Fox. And that's Every, what social media everybody's, Yeah, everybody's spinning it. So, and you see, know, you choose the type of spin that, that you like the best and you just drown in it. In that, in that light, I think, and I have had these thoughts many times before, where when we were discussing earlier the countries and the stuff that we've been, the friends in Switzerland, is it that – we have so much freedom here that we're allowed to be dumb and stupid yep. because of that. Yes, because yes, there are yes, a lot of yes. my friends in Switzerland that they can sit down and have a fucking political conversation and just go on and on and on and tell me all this stuff about their country. I'm like, you could not find someone like that over yeah, there that and, can and, go on. That's your yeah. age. Yeah, and it's not something age, like, well, care. you know, they don't have they don't have Xbox over there. I mean, they got the same Bullshit. shit. We have. They yeah. do. Yeah, of course they do. It all. Yeah. They're just people. They're just people are just different. Yeah, and Americans. I'm sorry. I gotta disagree with you guys. I just don't. I don't think that we're. I don't think that we're trending uh, well when it comes to uh, you know. As a, you know, we're 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 a relatively young civilization. You know, we're a rel- relatively young country. I mean, we, we got to do better. Yeah, know? I mean, look at better. look at London, Scotland, and Switzerland. All those that we were over there visiting that they've been around for how much longer than us? Yeah, exactly. And and it, 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 it just I mean. We could be around another thousand years. It's and that still swinging be, pendulum thing, right yeah, there. It's you know, just, just ticking. And 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 I, you know, you do see we're just you know we're kind of in that toddler stage right now where we are we're being we're defiant to the world, we're defiant to ourselves, uh, to our own populace, um, and you know there's just the the, the internal divisiveness. Uh, well, see, my uncle calls that the House of Cards. The lottery talks about when the House of Cards actually comes crashing down. Is it going to be that shock where we all like? Shit, we need to start changing everything we've been doing and live together and like. To be honest, man, I just but utopia I, doesn't exist. Right, I know, right? I have yeah. a, I have, and I admit, I have a blind faith in my government to so to ensure that I will have the same day tomorrow that I had today. And some people might look at me and say, "Well, that is, you know, you need to be preparing yourself for this and that." And for me, it's like the the thought of it is just exhausting. I feel like, look, if the government wants to come and uh, they're gonna do what what they want to do. What their end game is is gonna happen. Okay, it's gonna happen. Uh, the direction that this country, you know, you is being pulled pushed towards, it's going to get there eventually. It's just a matter of you know, is there gonna be anything left worth saving once it gets to this you know, um, progressive blobbed gray matter dystopia that everybody seems to want you know where everybody is everybody thinks the same and looks the same and there's no dissent there's no original thought if is you that, want that just go to a communist country i mean is that is, is that's where if that's what everybody wants i mean eventually we will get there um and uh i'm just glad i'll be dead probably by the time is the happens. capitalism noose that we have getting tighter and tighter is that what's going i mean on? look capitalism yeah it's one of those yeah it's we you know we've it, capitalism has allowed us to get where we are, but it was one of those things where it's like, what's the end game? We didn't, and you couldn't have an end game because, you know, like I said, we're a young country. We're, we were figuring it out as we go. And now I think we're figuring out like how sustainable was it? 
you know, how sustainable, even, you know, what we were doing back in the 80s with Reagan and with Clinton when the economy was blasting and booming, you know, those, even those days are gone. I mean, that's what I'm saying. People today, they don't have it as good as their parents. Um, you know, they might in terms of, you know, certain, certain groups might have it better as far as, you know, equality. No doubt they have it better now. They have it then, but, um, you know, the American dream now is, I think that's why it's gotten so distorted is because it came, became so unattainable for most people that it had to be distorted or else it was just the admission of defeat. You know, I never got to my parents' level. That's interesting. Yeah. And on that note, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. I think we've been sitting here bullshitting for long enough. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to let people take a break here. Yeah. And we'll definitely get together and do this again. As always, boyos, it's a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you, you for coming over. I appreciate it. Bless you, boys. Good time. We will see you guys next time. All right, well, that wraps up another fun episode. It's always a blast sitting down with those two. And we were all worried before we got started of like, oh, we've got nothing to talk about. What's going on? We don't know. What's what's a topic we should cover? We're not sure. And then we just started and magically everything just kind of appears like it always does. And maybe we're just rambling. Maybe we're just bullshitting. I don't know. I'm having fun. Those guys seem to be having fun. And hopefully we're going to get better at these as we go along as well. But who knows? I mean, the sky's the limit. We can kind of do whatever we want. That's the glorious thing of how I wanted to do this podcast is the fact that I get to do what I want. There's nobody telling me what I can or can't do. It's just an open platform, and we're going to go to it. I mean, that's the, one of the big reasons why, you know, the topics are what they are. It's, it's not like a, an advice column or a gaming thing or a sports you know, podcast or whatever. No, it's just life and whatever I want to talk about. It. It's, it's always fun. Either way. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. As, as always, I like to say it. It's, I just I appreciate all the listens so much. You guys have no idea what your support means to me. We still need help getting this podcast out to new people. Please tell your friends about it. Share it on social media and all those kind of platforms. And make sure you go to Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher and leave the show five-star reviews. That really helps the show get seen by new people. But that's all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.